This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Carnage Cast, episode 48. I'm Tyler, and with me in this episode is Dave Chang, president of the Schenectady Wargamers Association and one of the planners behind Council of Five Nations. How are you tonight, Dave? I'm doing just fine, sir. And happy to be here. We're glad to have you back. It's been almost a year, according to my notes. It's been almost exactly a year, because uh, almost exactly a year ago, we were getting ready for Council of Five Nations. So this happens every year, is what you're telling us. It it does indeed. This will be Council 36, so we're one of the longest-running adventure game cons in the whole country. And it's a square number. Mm Mm-hmm. For people who are just uh, who have just picked up Carnage Cast in the last year, tell us a little bit about Schenectady Wargamers and Council of Five Nations. Sure, uh, SWA has is an active gaming club. Uh, we, we've been around a long time uh, since 1974, and for almost that long, we've been putting on Council of Five Nations gaming conventions. Uh, last year's council. Uh, had about 300 people. We, we've been growing pretty consistently, about 10-15% a year for the past five or six years now. We're in a nice facility, uh, Proctor's Theater and Conference Hall. And uh, this year we'll be going, growing even more significantly, and um, we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear the news about the growth. Um, and uh, for, for the curious, connect, that's connected to New York. You're in the Capital District, uh, just adjacent to Albany. Yes. Uh, the capital district of upstate New York is the Metropolitan Center, which encompasses Albany and Schenectady and Troy and even Saratoga, if you want to drive a few miles north. So uh, that's one of those big metropolitan statistical areas. So we all consider that one big area. Right. And it's a nice drive up uh, 87 or down 87 if you're coming from Canada. Absolutely. Uh, we are very centrally located. We're about uh, four hours south of Montreal, about three hours west of Boston, about three hours north of New York City, and about four hours east of Buffalo. So Council of Five Nations is a, an annual event that's been, that you guys have had a lot of practice at. We have indeed, yes. Uh, some of us have been doing this for a long time. I've been active in organizing councils ever since my teenage years, which is, you know, about 30 years ago, so. Wow. I didn't realize you've been doing this since your teens, so you, so you like, came in all wide-eyed and fresh-faced, and you're still with it. Well, you know, I, I wasn't one of the main organizers back in, in my high school days, but, you know, there was other folks doing that, but I helped out a bit, and I went away for college and career, but I came back to this area about 15, 16 years ago, and uh, we kept the council tradition alive and have been growing from that point to the uh, back to the point where we're a big, healthy convention once again. Wonderful. So what is what are people going to find at a council when they go? Um, we take a lot of pride in being a nice, well-rounded adventure gaming uh, convention. Uh, we've got a good balance between role-play games and board games and miniatures. Uh, we're even doing a little bit of magic this year. Uh, I know people have asked us in the past, how come you don't focus more on collectible card games and magic in particular? And one of the answers is there's not a lot of people stepping up to run that stuff for us. And, you know, we could go off on a long tangent about there's so much CCG activity in the local game stores. We don't really, you know, want to compete with that. 
but finally had somebody step up. Actually, it's being sponsored by one of our local game stores, uh, Cooper's Cave and uh, Cooper's Cave Gaming and Paintball. Uh, so they'll be sponsoring a Magic tournament this year and Magic demos all weekend. So we are even more well-rounded this year. Wonderful. And that, that sort of points to how Council is like a, it's a user-driven event. People bring forward what they want to see happen. Absolutely. Uh, we are totally dependent on our volunteer game masters. You know, there's, there's no convention without people stepping forward to volunteer to run games for other people to come and enjoy. Yeah, and that's a two-way street. They get to play. The, they get to teach the game they love so much, and then have some more people to play it with. Absolutely, and so you know, every, all these game masters are helping grow the hobby. So we need that, and also we take a lot of pride in treating our game masters about as well as we possibly can. We feel we are very generous to our game masters. You you want run single game, and you get the whole weekend free. You're only going to pay for the event tickets for the events you're playing in. So that's like a $30 value. And if you run two or more games, not only are we getting you in free, uh, but you're also getting one of our special Game Master Only Council t-shirts. A convention exclusive. Uh-huh. Absolutely. We don't, we don't ever sell the t-shirts. They're all, you have to earn them by Game Mastering. Nice. So when, when, when people are out and about on the convention circuit and they see a, a Council t-shirt, they know that person, they earn their stripes. Absolutely. So Council's well-rounded. Uh, you're we're going to find something in all the different genres. Magic is growing as well. Uh, I understand, though, that there are a couple uh, sort of weekend-long events that, are, that draw people in. Yes. Um, one of our signature events, uh, we run an annual Starfleet Battles tournament. Uh, Starfleet Battles is a really old game, you know, about as old as the SWA. It was created back in the 70s. And we want, run one of the biggest and best face-to-face -face tournaments in the whole world for Starfleet Battles. Uh, not that it's a super popular game. You know, we're one of the last conventions that still have a successful tournament mm -hmm. because the, the game is kind of showing its age. But we, we are happy to be one of the bastions, and we've got people coming from all over the country to play Starfleet Battles. Uh, one of our new events this year... This is the first time we're doing this, and this is the opposite. We've got a, a new up-and-coming game, Conflict of Heroes, which is a, a World War II squad-level game. Uh, I, my, my little marketing blurb for it is it's got 80% of the feel of squad leader with only 10% of the rules. I like that and, equation. Uh, a bunch of us SWA guys, we've really taken a liking to this game, and we've been in touch with the publisher, Academy Games, and uh, we are sponsoring our first uh, Conflict of Heroes tournament all weekend, Friday through Saturday and into Sunday morning. Um, so we're hoping that does well. You know, it's the first time out, so we're not sure what kind of attendance we'll get, but we're at least going to give that a try. Mm -hmm. What kind of uh, tournament setup are, can people expect for that? Um, the Friday morning and afternoon is some warm-up and practice and teaching games. The official tournament starts Friday evening, the evening session, 7 o'clock. We'll have four Swiss rounds, uh, so Friday night and then the three sessions on Saturday. And whoever, the top two people, uh, points-wise, after the four Swiss rounds will compete Sunday morning for the championship prize. Um, we got some great prizes from Academy Games. Uh, they've got a new box coming out in a few months uh, for Guadalcanal. Um, so when that is released, the council winner will get one of the first boxes that comes off the assembly line. Uh, the game designer, 
uh, Uwe Eckert. He has said that the council winner will get a leader card in the Guadalcanal box named in their honor. So uh, you can get be immortalized in a game product by winning our tournament. And we've got uh, some other prizes from Academy Games. Like there'll be a little something for everybody who, who registers. So Academy Games has given us a lot of support. So they're not. So Academy Games is not only expanding Conflict of Heroes to cover Guadalcanal. They're expanding it to cover you in Guadalcanal if you win the tournament. Absolutely. And is there's a there's a third uh, tentpole event, isn't there? Our third weekend long event is a not so much a tournament, but is more like a mini campaign. Um, Battleground Fantasy Warfare has been very popular at Council for several years, um, and at TotalCon. This is where a lot of us guys discovered it at TotalCon. Um, the manufacturer Your Move Games is uh, local to the Boston area. Um, so they've, they've been represented at TotalCon for years now. Um, so we've got a good following that has really taken to this game. And so we're going to be playing a weekend-long campaign similar to a tournament in that every round you'll be scoring points. But it's not individual points. It's more like a, a campaign environment where all the players will be divvied up into two sides. And so it's like a team competition. And after every, there'll be a big map of the... Uh, the terrain that you're fighting over and after every match they'll update the map to show the results from on the big picture for the you know from the campaign's perspective of which side is gaining or losing and so on and, and uh, so that promises to be a, a good bit of fun too excellent i like i like the idea of the of the game moving on over the weekend as people come and go yes uh we had something similar to that last year and uh, the response to that was positive, so we're doing that again this year. And this is sort of a fantasy milieu with uh, more than or forces beyond tanks and guns. Oh yeah, this okay. Battleground is actually a uh, think of it as a, a miniatures game without miniatures. Um, instead of having to spend thousands of dollars buying figures and uh, dozens or hundreds of hours painting those figures, you buy a deck of cards. And the cards are a 2D representation of your forces. And it's a really good game. Like, if they just published it as a miniatures rule set, it would probably do well because it's a very solid minis rule set. And then their real, the, the gimmick, their claim to fame, is the, the concept of having a whole army literally in your pocket. Um, you know, you, you can fit you know, dozens of units in, in a deck of cards, and everything you need can, can literally fit in your pocket. Um, so every faction, I think there's what, 10 or 12 or something factions these days. Um, every faction has a starter deck and an expansion deck. And if you buy those two decks, you've got everything you need to play hundreds of games. It's a, it's a nice little game. Cool. And it, it sounds easy for people to jump in as well. Absolutely. Uh, anyone who's interested, uh, wants to give it a try at council, just, uh, at the start of any session, you know, walk on over and uh, let people know that you'd like to give it a try, even if you've never played before. Uh, they'll happily roll you in and, and give you a teaching game. Uh, you'd probably even walk away with a free deck. Um, I know we're, we're ready to do some of that for people who are interested. And um, if you really like it, you, the, w one of our catchphrases for both Battleground and for Conflict of Heroes is the first game is free. So if you want to just give it a try, come on in, play one game. Uh, you don't have to pay for any event tickets or anything. If you really like it and you want to get more involved and, and maybe 
play the battleground campaign or enter the conflict of heroes tournament and 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 play several rounds then you you pay your event fee mm-hmm. and that's probably uh something we, we might want to talk about a little bit is uh council uses a, a ticketing model for their convention yes um at count i i know a bunch of conventions in the area you're paying a flat fee for the whole saturday or for the whole weekend uh we have found it's good for registration to have a lower fee for entry and then having tickets uh and each ticket is typically two dollars uh, the longer games, like the, the weekend-long games, like the, the Conflict of Heroes Tournament and the Battleground Campaign, those are $5 tickets. Uh, Starfleet Battles as well. Um, but most event tickets are $2. Some events are actually free, particularly our demos. Um, so pretty much any game slot you want, if you didn't want to pay $2 to play a game, there's probably a demo you can, you can find somewhere that's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the game library? The game library is also free. Um, Zombie Planet, our, one of our local game stores, is once again this year. This is, I think this is the third or fourth, maybe third year they've done this. Um, there's a, a bunch of the staff from Zombie Planet are bringing a whole pile of games. And you can just go and, and ask about certain games and borrow the games and set up and just play. Um, if you need somebody to teach you the game... Uh, the, the Zombie Planet st- folks will happily teach you any of the games they've got in the pile, and that's all free too, as long as you've got a badge, a convention badge, you know, you paid to get in the con. Yeah, Zombie Planet's amazing. I just had my uh, first opportunity to visit over the summer. I was very impressed by the store. Oh yeah, George uh, Vasilakos, the owner. He's been in the industry a long time. Not only does he run a store, but he runs a game company, Eden Studios. Um, they are famous for the Buffy role-playing game and the All Flesh Must Be Eaten role-playing game and associated games, and he's got a pretty wide product line. So he's, you know, he's got multiple revenue streams, not only from his retail store, but from his gaming products as well. So he, he knows the industry well. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of their RPG products. I'm using Buffy myself to run Ghostbusters this year. There you go. Awesome. So, Dave, earlier you mentioned that Council has expanded in terms of the space it's using in the facility as well as games on the schedule. Yes. Um, Council is really taking a big leap forward this year. Um, we've grown pretty consistently for several years in a row, 10-15% a year, which we're, you know, we're very happy with. And that good repeat track record of success has given us the courage to expand our square footage by about 50 percent so we've got another big section of proctors that we were not renting before that we are expanding into so we're going from about 8,000 square feet to about 13,000 square feet Um, that's going to let us set up about uh, 30 more role play game tables and a big driver of that is the uh, success of the Pathfinder Society role play game um, that has really been a, a growth engine for us. Um, the last year, the Pathfinder guys wanted more tables. We just didn't have, have the square footage to give them all the tables they wanted. So part of our expansion plans were not just uh, because of our record of success, because we had some people saying, hey, I really want more tables so we can do even more next year. So uh, Pathfinder Society role play is really growing, uh, I think, at, at our peak um, on Saturday afternoon, we're going to have like 12 or 15 tables of Pathfinder potentially going. So there's lots of opportunity for people who are into that. Uh, we've got RPGA, 
um, demoing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. So if you want to take a sneak peek at what the next edition of D&D might look like, uh, we've got that available for you at Council. And, and all of the other games are growing as well. Um, be, you know, it, it's not just these two. Uh, I think w- not only is our square footage going up by 50%, but... Uh, we put out the call for Game Masters a few months ago, and the, our folks really responded well for us. I want to you know, publicly thank all the Game Masters that stepped up, because we've got over 50% more games that we're offering this year. So there's a lot more board games, a lot more role-play games. The one area that we're not growing at the same pace is with miniatures. I think our minis events are roughly flat with last year, mm-hmm. and... Um, I, I guess some of our, our minis game masters, uh, some of them maybe you know moving out of the area or, or, or drifting away from the hobby or something. Uh, so those of you who are come to council every year because you want minis, I, I wish I had better news for you. Uh, we would love some more minis game masters maybe next year. We'll, we'll have space for you. Um, we do have the Warrior Miniatures tournament back. Uh, we, we didn't have Warrior last year, so that, that is a minis event that'll take all day Saturday that we, we didn't have last year, but we did have previously. Um, but um, hopefully this'll, this'll just be a down year for minis for us, and we'll rebound next year. So this is a special, I'll kind of plant the seed for all of you listeners who, who run minis events. We'd love to have you at council next year to help fill up those minis tables. But overall, in general, uh, we're growing in square footage. We're growing by over 50% in the number of events that we're offering. So we're really looking forward to a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Are the the are the are the the titles that are on offer are they staying steady or, or are those changing as or in, and expanding as well? Um, well, I, I'd say it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we've got a lot of the the favorites that we see every year you know we've always got like you know euro games a lot of euro games and avalon hill classics we we got a lot of star wars x-wings minis i know that's really growing in popularity so we were demoing that last year because it was literally just brand new when council was around last year Mm -hmm. and and that game has grown so we're going to have multiple sessions of that this year that may be due to the tabletop bump Oh, our War Games room? That's another area we're expanding. Um, I know you guys at Carnage every year have a dedicated War Games room right. for the the more hardcore Grognard kind of guys, mm-hmm. and we decided to plagiarize that idea from you, and we've got our own special room set aside. Um, one thing I would say, like, Council, uh, we really try and be a family-friendly environment, uh, we have gone out of our way to have events just for kids, and we've got a, a nice full slate of uh, the kids' track events this year. Um, and I, I want to acknowledge that some people prefer not to have kids running around when they're gaming. And so one of the ways that we are, we're planning that with our expansion, um, there's the upstairs area where the role-play games were for the past several years and the Starfleet Battles room. That is going to be more the adult gaming area. Uh, not to say the kids won't be allowed up there. It's, it's not like that strict. But we're deliberately not scheduling events um, that are kid-friendly upstairs. Uh, we're putting the war game room upstairs. Starfleet Battles is still upstairs. The Conflict of Heroes and the Battleground is all upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the upstairs area will be 
if if you're the kind of gamer that prefers not to have kids running around while you're gaming, that can be your refuge. <laughs> so we are trying to satisfy multiple market segments as we plan our our convention this year. Excellent. It's 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 always nice to know that you you have a refuge. Yes. Dave, you mentioned the uh, the, the kids gaming area and track. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, we've got many events. Uh, with all our events, we have a maturity rating. And you'll see those maturity ratings as you skim the event schedule. Uh, we try and have the default be E10, which stands for everybody 10 and above. Um, so our general expectation is game masters be ready to run somebody, you know, have players who are age 10 and above and, and have a a mixed group uh, depending on ages. Now, some game masters might choose to set their maturity rating at 14 and above or 18 and above. Like, you know, T14 is teens, 14 and above. Yep. M18 is mature, 18 and above. Um, but we also, at the other end of the scale, we've got some events specifically flagged as deliberately for the kids where we're going to de-emphasize, you know, we're going to kind of suggest parents not play those games or adults not play those games because we're really setting those aside for the kids. We even have some young kids games where uh, we've got uh, games specifically for kids of single digits. Um, I do want to emphasize this is not a babysitting service. You know, we we don't have the resources to be fully, you know, watching your kids full time while you're totally away, especially the younger kids. But we do have those events available. Mm-hmm. It's it's an option for where they can be on the other on on the other side of the room while you're playing, you know, Twilight Imperium or something. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And those uh, for people looking for those events, they'll find them, you know, throughout the book labeled kids. Yes, right in the event header, you will see the word kids. Yep. So, Dave, uh, aside from gaming at Council, are there any other activities that one might partake of? Besides what's available in downtown Schenectady, there's Proctor's, and there'll be a show at Proctor's on Saturday night, and I probably should have prepared so I could tell you what that show is, but off the top of my head, I don't know. But they can go to proctors.org. Yes, proctors.org will tell you what's playing at Council Weekend. Um, also, we are expanding the dealers area as, as part of you know getting a lot more square footage. We've, we've kind of had a, a very modest dealers area for several years, and we are giving the dealers five times more space, and we're having several more dealers as well. Uh, we've got Zombie Planet and Cooper's Cave coming back. Um, the Dice Witch, uh, last year was her first council and one of her first uh, conventions, and uh, her business has taken off, and she's coming back to council with even more stuff to to share with the gaming community. Or right, before we move on, can we just have a sidebar on the dice witch? Is she sure. enchanting dice, selling dice? She, she actually is blessing dice. Uh, she, you would think the dice witch would sell nothing but like thousands of varieties of dice, like I originally thought when she approached us a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, and interestingly, she hardly sells any dice. Uh, she only spells, sells custom specialty, like higher-end dice. But what she does sell is uh, products to uh, enhance your, your dice luck, potentially. Uh, she enchants, uh, she sells uh, stones, which you can use to, to bless your dice. Uh, she, I believe she'll be offering an on-site dice blessing service this year. Uh, for gamers who feel like running over her, to her table because they need some some luck for an upcoming game, right? Last year we weren't sure how well 
received she would be, and apparently she was very well received and has gone on to some other game cons and done very well, and she's coming back to council with more good stuff. So we're looking forward to seeing that. I would love to see that. Oh, we should probably clarify she's only removing whammies, not applying whammies. I believe that is the case. I, I have not seen her advertising uh, adding any whammies to dice, but I who knows what you might arrange with her be, uh, away from other people's prying ears. I have no idea. So other dealers besides the dice, which include? Yes, we've got several new dealers coming too. Um one is NSB Games, who make the Hull Breach uh, collectible card game. Uh, I personally uh, discovered those guys at TotalCon last year and was happy to invite them to council, and they'll be showing up. And I think they're only a month or two away from releasing the Hull Breach game. And so this will be one of their last pre-release events before we actually have a chance to buy their product. Um, we've got another brand new local gaming company called Griggling Games, and they have four or five different titles that they are currently developing, and you will be able to play test all their various games, uh, that they've got over council. And I, I believe, um, at council, they'll be actually having the released party for one of their titles. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a fantasy and science fiction artist, Christian N. St. Pierre, and he's done work for various game companies in the industry, and he'll be displaying and, and available to do custom work for people. And um, most, most interestingly, we have a cupcake vendor. We have uh, Quigley's Cakes. Uh, she recently just signed on. I haven't even added that to the pre-reg material yet because she just recently contacted us. Um, Quigley's Cakes will be on site to sell gaming-themed cupcakes. So she has, uh, you know, the the art on top of the cupcake will be gaming-themed. I've seen some photos of some, like, dragons sitting on top of cupcakes and dice sitting on top of cupcakes. And... Um, you know, gamers love their snacks and gamers love cupcakes. And so I'm, I'm predicting she's going to do very well. That is a lock. Uh, she will have cupcake decorating demos in between sessions. So people of all ages are welcome to come by her booth and learn how to decorate cupcakes. I, I don't know what to say except yum. <laughs> I, I think she's going to do gangbusters business. I'm, I'm predicting... She's going to do really well. That is genius. I yeah. love that. So just to recap the dealer's room, you can buy games, get your dice cleansed, uh, have portraits made, demo games that are not yet available to the public, and have a snack. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Fantastic. One thing I do want to emphasize, one of the ways, uh, another way we're expanding the dealer's area, the uh, every game uh, vendor... Uh, is encouraged to demo games all weekend. So it's not just them sitting at a table waiting for you to come by and look at their stuff. Uh, we've actually built it into our agreement with them that they get demo tables and that they're running games all weekend. Uh, and, and we're encouraging them to demo the games that they're trying to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll see uh, Zombie Planet, I think they'll be demoing Star Wars X-Wing. Um, Cooper's Cave will be demoing Magic all weekend. Um, so if you are at council and maybe your game ended early or you didn't find something in a particular slot that uh, caught your interest, uh, keep in mind that there's a lot of action in the, in the dealer's area, not just people waiting to sell you stuff, but there's actually games you can play 
or activities you can be performing in the dealer's area. Right, and, and the distance to buying the game for yourself is now so much shorter. Absolutely, yes. So we've, we've talked a little bit about Proctor so far, and um, I'm wondering if, if there are any details that newcomers need to know about the convention space or accommodations nearby or adjacent to. Yes, uh, that's an excellent question. Let's talk about that a bit. Proctor's is an old vaudeville theater, and you know there will be shows uh, council weekend, um, but they've also expanded to this conference space right next door to the theater, which is the main act- uh, ac- activity area for council. Um, since Proctor's is literally in the heart of downtown Schenectady, we are not at a hotel like other conventions happen to be. Okay. Um, so there are some hotels within walking distance of Proctor's. However, one of the ways we're getting burned this year, uh, this is like the first time in I think something like eight or ten years where um, Union College, which is literally a, a stone's throw away, like less than half a mile away from Proctor's, um, is having their homecoming and parents weekend the same weekend as council. Uh-huh. The hotel rooms close to Union College and, and Proctor's are at a real premium this year. So prices are up, you know, 30 to 50 percent over last year. So um, we do apologize to our attendees that it's been, it's been harder for you to book rooms really close to Proctor's. Um, because of that, we've expanded the list of hotels on the website that we suggest you stay at. Um, more of you might be commuting 10 to 20 minutes uh, to have a decent hotel. Uh, the upside is some of those hotels you're commuting 10 or 20 minutes for are nicer and cheaper than the ones in downtown Schenectady. So if you're driving, which most people are, to, to come to council, um, and you're willing to have a little bit more of a commute between the facility and your hotel, then you can save some good money and have a nicer environment as well. Um, there is a parking garage within easy walking distance of Proctor's. In fact, when people attend shows at Proctor's, most of them end up parking in the municipal parking garage. Parking is free all weekend in that garage if you're a council attendee. Um, so don't worry about that. Just uh, pull on into the garage and all those directions, the parking directions, directions to Proctor's, all the hotel listings, those are all available on our website. Right, which is which will be in the show notes, but it's uh, swa-gaming.org. Yes. So all this information is on the SWA website, including the uh, pre-registration packet for Council, which includes you know the, the listing of games by by time and what what they're all about. In the back is a pre-reg form, and I understand there's online registration as well. Yes. Um, online registration. It seems like everything is going online these days. Um, Last year, about 90% of our people registered online, and 10% did the old-fashioned way by filling out the paper form and sending it to us via U.S. Post. We welcome both of those. Uh, They're all fine. They'll all get you in. Uh, We process the registrations in the order that we receive them. So the sooner you get your pre-reg to us, the the better your chance of getting your first-choice events. Mm Um, registration has been strong, so when you are pre-registering, I do really want to suggest to you, um, if you haven't done so already, pick a second and maybe even a third choice, and there are spaces for those on the reg form, both online and in paper, just in case your first choice is sold out. Right. Uh, is there a cutoff date that people need to be aware of? 
we need to receive the registration by Monday, October 7th. So that'll give us a few days to process all the pre-registrations and get all the packets ready to go. Um, So we need to receive it by midnight. Monday, October 7th. Let's call it 11.59 p.m. on Monday, October 7th. All right. So if it's not in the 11.58 p.m. mail delivery, it's not getting in. Exactly. All that being said, Dave, what what do you want to get out of this weekend? Is there a particular game you're looking to play? Do you just want to see everybody have fun? What's what's your goal? Well, um, I don't usually... I, I play a little bit at council, but as as one of the con organizers, um, it's it's usually more my job to be walking around and making sure things are running smoothly. So my my big goal is to see a nice, smooth, well attended convention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're expanding by fifty percent. Our rent for the for the facility is going up by more than fifty percent. So um, I, I'd really like to see a lot of a lot of people showing up and having a good time, so we can pay our rent. And you know, and to entertain and and teach people some new games too. But you know, we we do have to be aware of the 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 other aspect of it. We don't want to take a bath on this expansion. No. Um. So yeah, the my biggest goal is seeing lots of people showing up and having a good time and enjoying themselves. And you know, I'll play a little bit of Battleground. I'll play a little bit of Conflict of Heroes. Um. We'll we'll do the auction again this year, but uh. Yeah, my big goal is seeing you folks listening here tonight uh, come into council and having some fun. I, I, I think uh, I think that's on everybody's agenda. It's going to be a good year. Absolutely. Let's hope so. Dave, uh, thank you for coming on Carnage Cast. Uh, I wish you and the SWA and council the best year yet with your, your expansion and uh, room for so many more people to come and have fun. Well, Tyler, thanks for having me on tonight and and giving me the opportunity to talk to your listeners. And uh, I'll be seeing you hopefully at Council, and if not, then at Carnage a month later. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com.